Hello and welcome to the Form of Fitness podcast, a podcast where I, Nathan Shanes, and my co-host Duncan Bryson will be breaking down the world of fitness into bite-sized pieces of information, such as exercise philosophies, routines, and more. We're glad you're along for the journey. We hope you enjoy the show. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Form of Fitness podcast. This is episode eight. I am joined by Duncan once more, and uh, today we're going to talk about mindset. All right, so I figured today would be a great time to talk about mindset because I just finished my first CrossFit competition, um, and there's a lot of mind tricks and just things that you have to work on both before and during the competition and even almost after the competition that I think are very important, especially if you're looking for fitness uh, with the goals of kind of competing in one fashion or another. Yeah, so... What I'll say is about mindset. Mindset is a lot. Mindset is so important that I would say there's no one that's ever become super fit or fit without the addition of good quality mindset and thought processes that are getting you either in the gym, active, sticking to your diet plan or things like this. Uh, both through dis- building discipline, engaging yourself with motivation and having the right thought processes to say that you are in the right space to give yourself this uh, sort of um, good perspective on what you are doing. And so how, how did that help you in the competition? And how did you, how, how did you build the mindset that you took into the competition with you? So the first thing that I had to do as an individual was figure out the kind of the mindset of the event organizers, right? Because different competitions are going to look differently. Mm-hmm. And within CrossFit, you know, the idea is to be the fittest in the world, right? That is what we call our CrossFit champions. They are the fittest of the world. And so because of that, everything that we do in competition is very functionally motivated and fitness oriented. And so high variability, it's not like I'm going to be able to train just squat, uh, bench press and deadlift like I'm yeah. not a bodybuilder and so the first thing I did was the moment I got my event list I looked at it you know right. and I kind of mapped out what all I needed and everything else and so that was a very important first step the second step was because this is a team workout I had to find a partner right yeah. um and there was actually a pitfall there <laughs> Cause we don't have to cover that if you don't want yeah. to. <laughs> no, it's fine. Like, um, there was some drama that went on and I lost my partner mm-hmm. a month before the competition. Whenever you are planning to compete with a partner, you need to know you because you have team activities. <laughs> you need to make sure that you are working with your partner, that nothing comes up between you and your partner. And that way you can compete with your partner. Right. Yep. And so I think that that's a very important part of this is, making sure that both your mindset and their mindset is good and in parity. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that part of the reason why my partner left was because he got a little nervous about the competition, yeah. which happens. But when we're talking about developing mindset, one of the first things that you need to do if you're going to compete is get over this like pregame jitters. Yeah. You know, for me personally, I get a little nervous, but for me it's a healthy nervous of, and I've been competing since middle school. It, it, it gives me energy, right? I am one of those athletes that, let's say I can normally only do like 315-pound deadlift. 
I can probably do 3.30 if there's a crowd around me, right? Because right. I, I have to beat the person uh, across from me, and I have all these guys cheering me on, and I get energy from that. Mm-hmm. Some people don't, and you need to understand that um, yourself. And so for me, also, I am one who wants to plan out everything. <laughs> So the moment I got that event list, I mapped out the workout. I mapped out what I thought it would um, take for me to be to the point where I could do this stuff efficiently. I mapped out what I thought I would get scores in and whereabout I thought that I would place. And if you are an experienced athlete, I think that that's a very important thing for you to do, especially in workouts that are untested. Yeah. Um, it's not only a good thing for your mindset, but it's a good thing to, just to kind of test your understanding of what you're about yeah. to do. It's like if you've not done a front squat in a very long time, just think about some relative uh, exercises that you've been doing and then be like, I can probably get up to like 215 on this five by five today. Right. You know, and then if you get there, then that's good. You understand where you are physically. And that's a very good place to practice this mindfulness as an athlete how far in advance did you receive the list so this competition i had the list of what i needed uh, in the summer okay um and then we competed in october uh let's see here just last week yeah so i had this list for a while um i didn't practice individual parts of the workout until about august or so was when i really got into techniques that I was unfamiliar with. And part of that is just because CrossFit is a generally, um, because it's a functional fitness thing. Like I'm going to get better at whatever it is just naturally by doing the programming that my gym gives me. So it wasn't as big of an issue of, am I improving on this as much as do I have the fitness correct? Yeah. Um, with that, did you ever run through a mock, uh, entire workout of the, what the meat would be? Yeah, so we went through individual. So there were four different events, I guess, um, is how you'd say that. And then we would do one event every uh, Saturday in addition to whatever workout we did was kind of the plan until shit hit the fan and he (laughs) dropped out on me. But with this, I kind of understood where all I needed to be. Um, Specifically, there was an event where it was just max tonnage cleans which meant that we had to do power cleans for a minute and your score was your weight times your reps, right? And so part of that is just fine-tuning and figuring out the math behind it, right? Because if you can do, let's see if I remember these numbers, I think it's 20 at 95. As long as you do more than like 17 at 115, 115 is the number that you should be at. And so then you tinker around with that. Um, And how how finite did they let you get on the weight adjustment on that did they have like one and a quarter pound plate they had what two and a half most gyms have so so it was in increments of fives and then tens okay yeah so you because like i know uh like power lifter meets like they'll even have they'll have down to the uh well they normally do things in kilos but uh it'd be like one and a half pound one and a quarter (laughs) pound or like they'll even have like little half pound uh plates they can slide on because you know, obviously you one shot. Yeah. <laughs> one shot to get the max amount of weight you can get and people are just, you know, sliding off a little sliding on a little extra or yep. whatnot. So and the math would get really important, especially if you were able to do something like that where you could tinker with it yeah. in, you know, increments of a pound or half pound. Yeah. 
And even like that specific, um, like competition right there, that event to me was a big mindset event because you have a minute to do this work, right? And you have a goal in he- in your mind as to what you have to hit, but what you are doing in the gym, like before you even go and compete in my head, I'm like, because I know how I am in competition. I'm like, I'm probably about two reps below what I sh- will be hitting in competition. I was right in the gym. I was hitting 17, almost every round of this max tonnage clean. And then in competition, I was in the, I hit 20 in my first round and then a um, 19 and a 19 which made the 115 where we chose to be the correct weight um, for scoring. But it also kind of validated my own assumptions about where I was at as an athlete as well. Okay. And so obviously there's a lot of programming, a lot of planning. And I, uh, this is one thing, that's one thing I do really like about CrossFit is that the games aren't always the same. Yeah. So you always have something different to practice towards, which, uh, essentially makes it more of a variability as a, as opposed to like um you know just hyper focusing into three specific exercises and yeah. I'm not dogging on powerlifting I've yeah. thought about I've thought about doing powerlifting um competitively but it's just I don't think it's my thing and mm-hmm. it, I don't know um I'd prefer to just kind of focus on building generally mm-hmm. right um but that's one thing I do like about CrossFit is that, yeah. it, and, and on top of that, to an extent, there's a wariness. You you guys probably need a little bit more focus on mindset than let's say again powerlifting, yep. where they know what their events are going to be. They're probably already know the order, um, and on top of that, like uh, there there ain't much uh, much extra to that other than like you've got to get over obviously the nervousness of competing in front of people, and uh, you know, these other, other base feelings you're going to get in general from any competition, mm-hmm. but you guys having to go through additional programming, you know, might not be uh, aware of um, exactly how to do some of those events when you see them come up on the programming yep. or, or you're in a place where, yeah. And I know you guys train generally, but you know, you could get something that comes up that you're really not training at all. Yeah. And, and uh, you've got to throw that into your uh, training routine for, what approximately four months to get prepared. Yep. So, and I actually experienced this because when I lost my partner that I had planned on competing with, I was, um, I had to resort to my CrossFit coach basically is the only guy who could fit it into a schedule and who was anywhere near the bar of being able to compete. And he's a 40 year old man. (laughs) He should have been competing in the master's division of that competition. And so while we were really good at anything that required a high power output at a um, short amount of time, the competitions, there were two events that were kind of high power output short time. And then two um, events that were in the 10 to 12 minute range of this kind of more sustained energy system where Yes, you had to move well, but you also had to be able to breathe well. And that's kind of where things fell apart for us. Um, It was a difference for us between fourth place and third place. Um, And even like we made a second place finish in our fourth event just because it was max calories on an echo bike, which I'm tall. He's larger. We could 
rip out calories for days. Oh yeah. Um, we were off of first place by like two calories. It, it was very close and we were very proud of that. And I think that that's also something that you have to come in with an understanding of, especially if you do something like CrossFit where the competitions are highly varied, you have to know where your strengths are and where your weaknesses are. Yeah. You have to be able to understand that this event, this workout, I'm not as good at. So I shouldn't be expecting to keep up with the best people. Right. right. Um, meanwhile, this workout, I need to put balls to the wall because this is the chance that I have to get a first place or a second place finish. Right. Because especially the way we scored it, it was if you got first or second or third or fourth or fifth or sixth or seventh, you got that many points. And then whoever had the lowest points wins. So it doesn't really matter how far you lose to like second place if you're in third. All that matters is that you're in third. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that's important. Competition adds a lot of a different mindset to the entire idea of being fit or in fitness or things of this matter. But one thing I'll say is let's, uh, let's turn away from like competition focus and Mm -hmm. focus more on fitness generally. So what I can definitely say is that, and and this is obviously a hump that a lot of people have to get over. Some people don't, some people don't have this issue. I know I had this issue is the get ripped quick mindset, (laughs) the get fucking shredded mindset, Mm -hmm. the, uh, you know, the, just, the yeah, man, in a month and a half, I'm going to just be, you know, pulling babes on the beach because I've got a (laughs) six pack and I look like I'm from Baywatch or something like that. You know, uh, yeah, it's not going to (laughs) happen. Uh, the amount of tests you'll have to take and the amount of time you'll have to spend in the gym and on top of sticking with your diet, um, your mindset isn't built for it if your idea is get ripped quick with low effort. Yeah. Right. So you don't have that mindset anyway. Um, getting over that hump is very important to not only realizing what is a realistic growth expectation in yourself, but also the fact that consistency is king. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't stay consistent, yeah, you can make strides and jumps and I'm not doubting that, uh, you know, you can change your schedule on the amount of times you're going to the gym or even going to the gym at all from week to week. And you're still going to see, you're still going to see progress, but the compound interest on this of consistency is no joke. Uh, it's really important to, uh, building that and the mindset that powers that is really important to have. Cause that's also the mindset that makes you push out that last rep on the set makes you push the weight just five pounds more on this set despite it you know you know you felt good at it at five pounds lower and you felt like you really had couldn't control pushing yourself into these hard zones uh the part of your brain that makes you do cardio as opposed to not because <laughs> cardio sucks no matter what. yeah it sucks but we got to do it and uh just stuff like that um all of it it compounds and it doesn't just affect the gym it affects your work life it affects your relationships as well because you're willing to put in more work you're willing to see through times of trouble times of hardship Mm -hmm. to look towards the better what what can come which is you being stronger you being more fit and on top of that your mindset will grow and maybe you'll become more patient because you have to be patient with the gym as well you're not going to um, just because you bang out like a, 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 you know, 
five sets of 50 pound dumbbell bench, uh, bench press, you're not going to have, you know, big old steroid tits like everyone else. You know, you're not going to just have godlike physique. You're going to have to be patient with that and patience in growing in strength. There might be three weeks where you're in a lull with an exercise where you do the exact same weight. Mm -hmm. Now, this starts happening, throw some change in there because you can get uh, and uh, catching signs like that where, okay, maybe I need to change something. Maybe I need to try a little bit of a different thing. It, being mindful, being yeah. aware of what's going on. And I really like this conversation about like consistency and experimentation, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you are competing, you know, those three-month buildup before your competition is not the time to experiment. Is the time to stay consistent. Mm-hmm. It is the time where if you're focusing on nutrition, you burn cleanly. It is the time where if you are working out, you are not maxing very often. You are making strides in your fitness, but maxes are dangerous. Mm-hmm. Maxes risk injury. You don't want to injure yourself ever before competition. You know, I injured myself two months before the competition. <laughs> My shoulder is still a little meh, and now I'm... T- going to have to take about half a week off to try and get this to heal completely. And if it hasn't, then I'm going to have to take more time off, but that's post-competition, yeah. right? And then experimentation is for that post-competition. It's for that off-season. There is right. a reason why if you like to watch professional sports, all of the athletes make strides in the off-season and make maybe a step towards improvement in the regular season. It's because they understand that the time to experiment, that time to improve is in that off-season. It's not at the beginning. It's not during trying to get ready for a game. Because at that point in time, it's just a test of how much work you've put in already. Yeah. I'd compare it to painting. You make those broad brush strokes on fresh canvas, right? And then you move to such, you move to finer details, like making sure I've got my foot placement right if I'm trying to increase my speed or uh, my running capabilities, making sure that my breathing technique is good and doing that through functions and facilities of which I will either compete in or are akin to what I will be doing that train what I am going for. And again, the athlete example is great because, you know, you hear like any video you watch of you know, some football player doing a crazy lift or something, it's in the off season. Mm-hmm. It's never right during the season. If it is, uh, it's their, 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 their coordinator wasn't there. <laughs> yeah. It, their coordinator wasn't there and it's PR. Yeah. Um, or it's a lineman <laughs> <laughs> or it's fake weight. I've seen yeah, that a couple yeah. times. <laughs> it's like, I, I, I felt, I felt like we were past the era of fake weights in the gym. Oh. I thought, I thought we, we, uh, I thought we as society said, hey, it's okay, you know, to be at any point in your journey. But if it's for PR, I've seen some funny videos of linemen picking up a weight and then their scrawny ass assistant, they forget to turn off the camera and they come by and pick up the barbell and move it. Yeah. It's like, no, sir. (laughs) (laughs) These here are dud 45s that actually weigh three pounds. Uh, Yeah, I've seen stuff like that. Yeah. uh, Again, my uh, and another part that plays into mindset is not believing everything you see on the fucking internet. <laughs> yeah. uh, on top of that, one thing that I think can be discouraging, and while I know influencers don't mean to do this, I think that I think they know they do it to yeah. an, to some degree. Is going wow, like 
I can't, my, my physique's not going to look like that. And then you're turned off. Mm. And I said this in perfect words to my roommate this morning. Um, cause we were both thinking the same thing is just because something is going to take longer than you expect, or it's going to be harder than you expect. And you wish you had done it earlier doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. It means you should start sooner yeah. because you're only going to get as far as you give yourself time to do it. Because yeah. if you sit here going, man, I wish I started doing it. And it's, you see this uh, thought process in every, every part of life. I wish I would have learned how to play the, an instrument when I was younger. Why don't you start now? Mm-hmm. I wish I would have learned to speak this language when I was younger. Why don't you start now? Yep. I wish I would have, you know, paid more attention to my fitness. You don't have time travel. You can't go back. Just start now. Everyone is going to you are going to receive support for the effort you put in, not not necessarily for the results that you receive. Yeah, and I think that one of the best ways to kind of fix this issue is to compete. Mm-hmm. Because competition requires preparation, right? And it's also something that like you can write down on paper, I did this and I improved, you know? Because um, you got to, you got to keep yeah. track of it to compete. And so not only are you seeing improvement, but also if you are someone who has to deal with imposter syndrome, competition fixes that. Because mm-hmm. all of a sudden you are worthy, you placed here. Yeah. You know, um, I really liked listening to one of my friends who was in jujitsu and his coach basically told him, every time you go up a belt, go compete. And it's not to prove that you are, you know, so much better, but it's to show yourself that you earned that belt. Because especially when you're talking about something like jujitsu and it's all within your um, studio, you know, it's the same as if you're only lifting within your gym. The level of comparison is lower. But if you go out and you compete, the level of comparison is higher. Your scale of comparison is higher. On top of that, you want fresh people to compare, compare to. Because one thing I notice is if I'm only lifting with one person, I learn what they're good at and yep. I know what I'm good at, right? And we'll compete on certain things and other things. One of us is winning, one of us isn't. It doesn't matter. But what that means is that you're going to meet people that don't follow that same line of, well, they're good at this, we're both the same at this, and uh, you know they're better than me at this. Right, you're giving yourself fresh competition, fresh, uh, fresh ways of looking. Because some people can have weird, and especially in the case of fitness competition, some people can have weird builds and be really good at weird combinations of things. Like me, right? And I'm not, I'm not sitting here making fun of their body type. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. It, it adds a different flavor or spice because where you are used to you know, being competitive in those things that you are obviously really similar at, really neck to neck in, you're going to be competing with a different combination of things with this person if you're competing against them. And on top of that, more, you know, friendly competition is great. Yeah, It's especially great because everyone wants you to do better. Well, 99%, you know, there are going to be people that want you to fail. Those people are called, you know, Assholes. Assholes. <laughs> and we uh <laughs> we uh we try to avoid avoid them or know how to deal with them. Yep. Another point in becoming fitter. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. And I think also it's important to remember exactly, you know, what you're doing. And 
why you're doing it. Because personally, right, in my CrossFit gym that I have in Charlotte, weirdly, the level of fitness, that range is a lot smaller, and I'm at close to the top. So there's one guy in there that I am kind of competitive with, and even with him, if I look over at him and I base my workout off his weight-wise, I'm usually like 5, 10 pounds below him always, right? And if I never go out and compete, I'm never going to realize I need to eventually get to his level. I'll just be comfortable there. It's like at CrossFit Albemarle. There, the range of athleticism was really high, and I was in this weird middle ground. There was no one near me, really. Occasionally, if it was cardio, I could keep up with big dogs. Other than that, I was just in this really weird middle spot. And these spots, especially in my opinion, are pretty rough to be in because at that point in time, you're either at the uh, near at the top of the pack or you have no one to compete with. And when you're nearly at the top of the pack, but you're just under like that one other person, it makes it very hard for you to strive to do better because in your head, if you are not careful about it, you're just always going to think whatever he's doing, I'll do like five pounds less. And then that's average. That's right. Yeah. That's where I should be. Not yeah. where you should be. You should always be trying to do more. That's the yeah. uh, that's the goal and the idea. You should push yourself to new limits all the time, be, and especially at our age. One thing that I will definitely preface is, you know, both of us being 19, mm-hmm. it is extremely important that we are pushing ourselves to be the best that we can be before we become people that are, you know, you know, responsible, <laughs> more responsible than, yeah. than we are now. Um it's important that we have these mindsets in place for when we do get into, you know, real full-time careers mm-hmm. with other things other than just school and gym to, you know, kind of balance together in yep. what we're doing. Um, there's a lot of different things about your mindset and different points that all kind of come together to make you a better athlete and more fit in general and you're going to achieve your goals when you have these better uh these better just mindset tactics i would say and uh thought processes in terms of getting you to where you want to be i would say when when we're talking about being in like a middle ground you you don't have a whole lot of people to compete with right so you're sitting here and i i've i've heard all the time you don't want to be the smartest guy in the room yeah right because that means you have no one to learn from. Yep. And then there's also the, you obviously don't, you don't want to be last. <laughs> yeah. Because then maybe you become, you get the mindset of a loser. Yeah. Someone that is used to losing. You are always at the bottom and you don't feel like striving any further. Now, if you're in a lower middle ground, that means there's plenty to learn from and plenty of space to move. But you also want that competent like in your case if there's no one near you in on either direction yeah you're either when you're with the the people in that lower stratum you're like king and then in the other one you're a loser yeah you know so it's It's a weird thing it's like when you're running a 5k and you're a minute behind the guy ahead of you and you're a minute in front of the guy behind behind you you're fast to one and slow to another you're you're at no point are you you're not trying to catch anyone you're not competent yeah. You're not you're not you're not in competition with anyone. Yeah. You're not uh you're not really uh you can't catch the you guy. You don't have and the you guy don't can't have catch someone you. like and especially when it comes to running. 
when it came to stuff like cross country, if you had someone that was about the same speed as you and both of you are running together, you run faster yep. because you always have support and like you may be competing with them so that, you know, that yeah. last stretch, whoever's better at sprinting it out, you know, yeah. uh, you know, you, you beat them and you, you know, you talk some shit, but like <laughs> you obviously are both better for it because you both pushed, pushed each other harder and stronger. And when you don't have someone like that, and in this case, it's, it's, it's not necessarily a problem, but I'm saying when you don't have that, you need to bolster your own mindset. Yep. You need to be the supportive person to yourself. And you're going to have to realize a lot more things. And it, that mindset is going to take time to build, mm -hmm. right? Whereas it would be easier if you had someone that was supportive, yep. uh, you know, a gym partner, a teammate, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. All this list of people that are comparable to you in your strengths, but also pushing you in your weaknesses, yeah. pushing you in your strengths, because everything can always become better yeah. is the goal. And to me, I think that the best tool for that is competition. And the reason why I say this is because improvement is not the goal that you need in order to actually maximize improvement, right? Because yeah. what ends up happening is you just look at your records and you're like, well, I improved. That's good. But On when you have, skill. <laughs> yeah, but when you have competition, it's improvement by time, right? I have to get to this weight by this point in time. And so that helps you actually get the most out of every workout or at least yeah. have the mindset to get the most out of every workout because not only are you like i gotta improve but you have a deadline right you have a deadline that you have to hit or else you are especially if you're in a partner you are letting the other person down if you don't yeah yeah competition is definitely the best avenue to make those steps come closer especially if you're a competitive person mm -hmm. but even if you're not maybe you're not and that doesn't add anything to your mindset it's still going to be a good tracker of how good you're doing. Yep. And you can line it up against last year's competition or the previous quarter's competition, depending on how frequent your competitions are. Because um, I, I know in the case of, like, um, certain, like, uh, gymnastics, they have meets all the time. Yep. Now, granted, these are for – these are, like, maybe there's qualifying meets. Different levels. Different levels. There's qualifying meets, and then you go up to a regionals – or states, and then, you know, nationals, uh, and, you know, keep going up the rungs, right? But anyway, you're learning. Not not only are you learning how to become more fit, you're pushing yourself to your limit on this. You're learning how to compete and be in a competitive environment, which is really good, and learning how to be supportive to other people in that competitive environment, which is really important because you don't wish ill will upon the people that are around you because they are like-minded to you. Yep. You are both in the you know the same boat. You're really just you should be competing against yourself last year and doing it really hard. Now granted, we all want to win. But yeah. like again, <laughs> to to keep the mindset straight and focused on getting to your goals both inside competition and outside of competition. Mm -hmm. And that's all important and I think I think we kind of touched on everything that we'd like to hit. And yeah. so with that being said, I thank you guys for listening and hope you enjoyed the episode and we'll see you guys next time. See ya. This production was brought to you by the Uptown Audio and Media Network. If you are interested in more work like this from us, you can find those on our socials such as Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, which will be listed in the description below. And we thank you for listening.